just wanted to start. It's been three years now. We're into the third year. And I just wanted to start with saying thank you. Let's get to it. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Another fabulous episode of IBF On Demand. Happy Christmas, Merry Holidays, and of course, there's Festivus for the rest of us. My name is Eric. If you want to email me, you can find me at eric at ibf.org. That's eric at ibf.org. And if you want to find IBF, it's at ibf.org. Obviously, thanks for the follows and subscribes. Find me on LinkedIn, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. I said we have been doing this for three years now. And I I don't want to brag, but I did get a major award, Mind Power. I want to thank my sponsors as well, Arkiva. They've been here for the full three years as well, driving business transformation by solving what others cannot. If you haven't checked them out now, check them out. If you are looking to get me something for Christmas, I'm size 750 milliliters in bourbon, and I do enjoy merch. And if uh, I'll give you a shout out and wear it on the uh, next podcast if you want to send me anything as well. Eric at IBF.org. Today's going to be part four of four, plus one bonus episode. Surprisingly, there was a healthy response when I asked if anybody wanted that extra episode, and you guys want it, so I'm going to do the fifth episode as well on SNOE and TAC, so thank you for the responses, and let me know what you wanted to see in the next year. This is going to be step four today. We're going to talk about the executive review, is what we're going to be talking about today. And remember, basically, there's four reviews in a monthly SNOP cycle. Well, we're going to go, th- we went through all four of them, and we're going to add that fifth, re- not review, but the weekly aspect of it, SNOE, TAC. That's going to be our bonus episode. So, real quick, I do want to mention before we get into the content of the executive review today, I do want to mention the maturity model. If you have an SNOP process and you have those reviews, including a weekly SNOE and demand review, executive review, and you want to see how exactly you measure up to everybody else, I got great news. There is a maturity model at IBF.org. It actually looks at multiple attributes over people, process, analytics, technology, looks at all the different reviews as well. It's a self-assessment built on data and science. And here's the best part. It's free. Can't beat the price, especially during Christmas. It's a free assessment you can do. Start off your new year. Take this assessment. And as I said, it's going to help you benchmark against where everybody else is. You can actually see where your peers are on people and process. How do you measure up? And we'll also look at you from where you are between an emerging, essential, next level, and vanguard to see if you are exactly above average or not. So check it out. It's an honest assessment of where you are. If you want more, something more, let me know. Eric at IBF.org. That's Eric at IBF.org. Let me know. We can actually do third-party assessments as well. Or if you have questions about uh, the assessment we have, happy to answer as well. You can find the assessment at IBF.org under the maturity model assessment. Take it. It's free. Can't beat the price. Today's going to be 
step four in our process, executive review. And remember, the first step in our monthly cycle was the product review. And that was, as I said, one of the most important meetings of the SNOP cycle. It's the brand strategy. That's really sets the strategy for your portfolio going forward. And the second step, as I said, it's one of the most important steps in an SNOP cycle. It's the demand review. And that's more than just a number. If you're shooting for a forecast and number, you've missed the, missed the target. It's more than just a forecast. It's a channel and customer strategy. How are we going to go after it? Are we going to be able to hit our revenue numbers? What's that target we're going to hit to? And it's an unconstrained number, though, because the third step, is one of the most important steps in an SNOP review. It's the supply and resource review. More than just supply, looking at other resources you have as well. And this is more than just my response to the demand. It's more than just a constrained plan now. It's the optimization and fulfillment strategy. It's the answer of what not only the brand wants and customer wants and channel wants, but it's the answer to what the business should do. It's the optimization side of the equation. And those were the first three steps in our SNOP process. And I said there's only four steps. Product review, demand review, supply review, and then the executive review. And that's what we're going to go into a little bit more today. In the executive review, it's a venue to really review all those plans. Review the product plan. Review the demand plan. The supply plan. The logistics plan, the transportation plan, the warehouse plan, the network plan, the financial plan, the marketing plan. We have plans. Everyone has a plan. It's to review the plans and exception-based decision-making that culminated from all the different previous, the three previous reviews that we had. So we had different reviews, we came up with conclusions, we made individual decisions in those meetings, but there are some things that we still need to elevate to the executive level. Those are the exception-based decision areas for culminated from the previous reviews. This is also, just like the brand was a, a, a brand strategy, product was about brand strategy, demand was about channel strategy, Supply was about the optimization strategy or fulfillment strategy. This is the business strategy. You have a dominant strategy for your organization. You have a business model. You have a strategy you're trying to achieve at a business level. This helps refine, define, or just you know, uh, gives you credence to what your business strategy is. It's a review of the financial impact of all the different product reviews, demand reviews, supply reviews. It's an action plan to minimize financial risk, business risk, operational gaps, and any changes you have to your policies, changes to your strategy, because strategies can change. You could have uh, a business model, and then because of economic issues, we want to try to free up some cash. That would be a change in strategy that would then trickle down to all the different plans, then trickle down to the execution then as well. So this is the opportunity for the executives to kind of set the roadmap for the uh, next few months and beyond of what exactly is the 
target? What exactly are our strategy going forward? It takes the plans from the prior reviews. It reconciles any unresolved gaps with the business strategy that you have and the business strategy you have going forward and help guides the company decision. Remember, SNOP, it's a decision-making forum. SNOP is a business process. So it's a business process. We're looking at elevating it to a business level. It's a business process to align all functional areas around a unified set of assumptions for coordinated business decisions. Decision-making is what we're looking at. So it all culminates in this executive review is what we're trying to accomplish. So that is what a a executive review or the final step in an SNOP monthly cycle is. Real quick before we get into that, some of you are saying you've missed a step. What about the pre-SNOP? It was in the original stair step you know, process. We had demand, supply, pre-SNOP, uh, executive SNOP. We had data gathering first, but we already talked about that in an earlier episode. So if you missed it, go back and check it out. But a lot of you are asking about the pre-SNOP. It's interesting when you're looking at the pre-SNOP because not everyone has one. Matter of fact, if you look at mature SNOP process, remember I talked about the maturity? We had emerging, essential, and then next level and vanguard. Next level and vanguard are the top 50%. It statistically and mathematically works out that way. So when you go, you can see if you're above average because average is, guess what, 50%. Not not 80% of the people can't be above average. Math doesn't work that way. So if you're above 50%, you're above average. The above average are the next level in vanguards. Looking at those companies, we look at each company and we look at what components they have and the tangible results they get. The ones that have tangible results, over half of them don't do a pre-SNOP step. 40-some percent, so almost half, but half of them don't do a pre-SNOP step. Why? Because they're at the maturity level that they've actually incorporated a lot of the aspects of a pre-SNOP step into a product review, into a demand review, into a supply review. They've already incorporated a lot of the elements of pre-SNOP. They've established good communication. They have good financials, uh, integration. So with that, they no longer need that step of a pre-SNOP. That said, over 70% of essentials have essential uh, uh, SNOP process. People have are at central level. Over 70% of them have a pre-SNOP step. It is almost a necessity as you're building maturity. I wouldn't do away with it just because I want to be more mature. No, it, it serves a purpose as you're growing in maturity. It helps you build communication. It helps you build financial integration. It helps you with those steps. So if you aren't at that maturity level, which half of you aren't, if you aren't, then by all means, pre-SNOP step needs to be a step. So with that, what is a pre-SNOP step? What is that step between supply and executive that a lot of companies, over 70% of essential companies, do? Well, it really takes different flavors depending on your organization. So it's, it's, it's unique 
to the business challenges that you may have. You can really structure it the way you need and, and for what the needs of this step would be. For some companies, it is a pure financial rollup. It looks at a good FP&A process or financial process. You have a good volume and unit-based process. And this is a forum to really help connect the dots. Going in the executive SNOP, you need to talk financial language. You need to talk executive language. And a lot of times that isn't volume. That isn't units. That isn't everything we've talked about up to this point. Product has really been in by brand. Demand's been by units and volume. Supplies been by capacities and, and, and production and, and pieces. So with that, we need to convert all that into the health of the organization. Financial integration and that financial link helps you talk in the language of the health of the organization. A pre-SNOP is a great place for reconciliation, great place for that roll-up, great place to take these plans, and here's what it means to a P&L. Here's what it means to cash flow. Here's what it means to our profitability. Taking these components and translating them into financial KPIs and financial metrics or financial reporting that you can do ongoing. That's one version of a pre-SNOP. Another one would be for, say, like a category roll-up or a geography-type roll-up. There's a lot of companies, I especially saw this in Europe when I, uh, with a lot of the conferences there, talking to individuals, where you have individual SNOP processes that are, are autonomous, that are unique, they have their own product demand supply reviews, their own product demand supply review over here and over here. They each have their own SNOP process. But they have some shared resources or they want to consolidate for an enterprise type of SNOP. So they use a pre-SNOP step to use to roll up the different categories, business units, different geographies into one enterprise type of SNOP uh, report out. They can also talk about any shared resources they have, impacts to some of those resources. That becomes another use for a pre-SNOP step is that category or geography type rollup. And I see a lot of the matrix type organizations utilize uh, this, for, uh, that, this step for that reason. The other one would be to align competing goals. This is to ensure that communication aspect of your SNOP process. You have a good demand plan. We have a supply plan. And we talked and we, we did some reconciliation, but there were still some nuances between you know, responses or that feedback loop to demand. We need to make sure everyone is really understands the plans that we have. And if there's any kind of uh, difference in opinion that we are on the same page going into the executive review, that we've kind of hashed out what we can hash out before we go in and go in with a somewhat unified voice of this is what we want. And this is the pluses and minuses and or different options you have. I think this, I think this, but these are the two options you have. So this is that opportunity to align your goals, align the competing plans together, align your uh, different options be, and, make, and make any final decisions you can make before you go into the executive review. And that kind of brings up that last, and le- those are the three main reasons, but kind of a caveat to that last one. And, and a, another reason why you may want to consider having a pre-SNOP. 
learn from my mistakes. If for no other reason you want to have a pre-SNOP, even if it's five-minute quick touch base, because you never want to hear these words in an executive review. You're, everyone's around the table, the executives are there, and you say something, and these words are said, I've never heard about this, or this is the first time I'm hearing about this. You don't want that. This isn't a time for gotcha. This is a time for everyone being unified on what is potential, what are the consequences, what I want, what they want, and this is the options you have. It's time to hold hands and sing kumbaya before you go into the executive review. You may not agree, but we need to go in with a unified front is what we want. And as I said, it's not a game of gotcha. So if no other reason, you do it for that reason. Remember, SNOP is about collaboration, consensus, and transparency. We can't forget that transparency part. So now going into the executive SNOP, what exactly are my inputs? What do I need to bring into the executive SNOP? Well, number one, a summary of all the plans. Not a detailed report out of all the plans. Please don't bring in a hundred slides into an executive SNOP. I know you're out there. Don't. You want to bring a summary of the plans, including risks and assumptions. One of the best practices I've seen in an SNOP process is a traveler, or it's a one, maybe two-page report out of every uh, meeting. So the product has its own traveler that goes to a demand and supply. Demand has its traveler. So it's like a one, two-page summary. Anybody who wasn't in that meeting who needs to be informed can look at this and glean exactly what was talked about, what was changed, what's the major outputs of it. So it's a it, it, developing that. It takes time, but it's very beneficial. And that can become a great summary that comes into the executive review as well that includes the risks and assumptions then as well. It's a cross-functional review of what the plans are. So every plan has had different understands the impact to other functions and it's a cross-functional plans and you're bringing in consensus plans now. Now you may always have consensus. There are exceptions that need to be. So you're bringing in consensus plans and exceptions that need to be addressed. And I said with those, what you're bringing in is unified assumptions of key areas of concern. So once again, we're still unified but it's assumptions of key areas, concern, things that need to be addressed, different options they have. Then what you're also bringing in is the financials. I said, we need to talk the right level. Of, we need to talk the right language. You need to talk about the health of the organization. So it's the key business health information. What is our profitability? What is our project, projected cash flow? All those things is what we need to discuss as well. So we need to have translate that into the right language. We need to bring that into the meeting as well. And then finally, an executive summary. We have the summary of plans, but we also need an executive summary. Why are they there? What points do we want them to hear? What do we want them to do? What issues are there that need to be addressed? What gaps we may have in the plans that they need to be aware of? What opportunities we may have that we want to get their feedback on as well? We need not only the summary of the plans, but we also need an executive summary to go in as well. 
those become the key inputs into the executive review. With that, we're bringing together the executives, the representatives from each of the plans, anybody who needs to be consulted on key decisions or exception decisions that are being made. We come into the plan and, and this is what we end up doing. And this becomes the output. Number one, an endorsement. It's an endorsement of the key actions, endorsement of the plans, endorsement of the recommendations that came out of the other reviews. That becomes an endorsement of what you currently want to do. And with that endorsement becomes an endorsement of what the business strategy is. Because the business strategy fed what the brand strategy was. The business strategy you had fed what the channel strategy was. The business strategy had what your fulfillment strategy is, what's best for the business. So you already had a business strategy in mind as an input to all the other reviews. An endorsement of now of these plans is an implied endorsement, not only of the plans, but of the current business strategy. So it's an endorsement of the current business strategy or implied endorsement of the current business strategy by a nod to the plans that you have. It's also escalation of any items that couldn't be resolved. And either the individual meetings or a pre-SNOP or a sidebar conversation, this is escalation of anything that could not be resolved. And it's presented as a final decision. And it's presented as, here's our problem. Here's an option. Here's an option. Here's the option we think you should go with. But here's what happens if we do. And here's what happens if we don't. What are we going to do? And it is okay. And matter of fact, it's perfectly acceptable and encouraged that you come in not only with options, but with a recommendation. It's okay to come in with a recommendation of what you think should happen. And understanding the different types of pros and cons of those different decisions that are going to be made. One of the things that was uh, said in a previous uh, uh, podcast with Corinne, uh, she was talking about a company that using AI. And it was asked in, you know, almost like a chat GPT format of what exactly we should do. In this case, it came back with two solutions. This is what it, and it talked in business language back. And the CEO said, yeah, we're going to do that. And, and, and one of the surprises was there was lots of smart people around the table. But the CEO went with what the computer said. Why? Talking to that CEO afterwards, it was because it had it's his attention before instead of going out of this meeting, having all these discussions and then coming back, it had his attention so we can make that decision now. And it talked in the language he wanted to. It was summarized and concise. So guess what? We don't need AI to do that. You can do that as well. Do your homework. Come in with the plan. This is what we want. Be summarized and be concise and it's okay to give a recommendation then as well. So endorsement, escalation, and then finally, any updates. Any update to the latest company strategy, the plan. Communicate that to ex- uh, so we can execute it and put it into future plans, including gaps we may have that we need to kind of change some of our strategy or t- achieve a business plan, anything of that sort. So it's endorsement, escalation, and updates. That's the way it becomes the outputs. So what KPIs and metrics are we looking at then? 
Well, how do you run your business? You don't go into an executive SNOP and talk about your weighted MAPE at an item location level. Guess what? As much as I love forecasting and demand planning, I've lived my life doing it. Ever since I was a little baby, I wanted to be a demand planner. And I grew up talking about weighted MAPE. What the truth is, executives don't care. What they care about is how they run their business, which may be EBITDA, cash flow, shareholder value, top line growth, market share, profits. That's how they run their business. Those are business health KPIs. Guess what KPIs we need to align on and most likely talk about in an executive review? You guessed it. So with that, be prepared with numbers, explanations, report at the right level, talk at the right language, and ensure a balanced scorecard and discussion is happening. What I want to talk about now is if you look at any SNOP success or failure, if you Googled it, put it into chat GPT, it'd probably give you the same answer. When it talks about generally number one on the list, when it talks about why SNOPs fail, why SNOPs stall, it says they must have executive support. That's number one. You must have executive support. And I agree. When we do our surveys, lack of executive support is the reason why you have lower maturity every time. That said, I've noticed something else. It's not executive support. It's the SNOP process. I'm all about personal responsibility. Nine times out of 10, when I don't see executives engaged is because I go into the SNOPs and they're just reporting details in a long meeting and talking in units and about what is occurring now. And and I get in this meeting. I don't want to be there. And, And I guarantee an executive doesn't want to be there. They shouldn't be there. If we talk at the right level, the right aggregation. We're talking at higher levels of aggregation, business unit. We're talking where decisions can be made at the right level of aggregation, not stuck in the weeds of what's happening right now. We're talking in the right language. We're talking the right level there as well. We're talking financials. We're talking business terms. We're talking business results is what we're talking about. It's a bias towards decision-making. It's not a purely poured out. We're asking for executive input and executive decisions on strategy and then things that need elevated to their level. We're biased towards decision-making. It's going to be a summary as well. We're not taking three hours to go over something that could be condensed into 10 minutes of their time. It's exceptions. We're getting to the point. If they can read it, we're going to give them something summary they can read. If we need to talk to them, that is what we're using the meeting for. We're using it for exception and to the point, bias towards decision making at the right language, at the right level, right aggregation, and finally providing options with really thought out alternatives to them. We're, we're we have a certain, you know, reason we have a job. They have a reason they are owners or they have the job. We got to live up to our side as well. We can't just totally depend on them. We got to bring something to the table as well. So when you're looking at executive SNP, finally, it is about consensus. It's a single plan. We came into executive SNP with lots of different plans. We're coming up with a business plan. 
And which plan is it? Yes. But how does that plan relate to where the business is going, the business objective? That's the business plan. That is a consensus business plan that we believe we're going to do. And that's linked to the strategy as well. It's coming in with options and everyone on the same page. It helps then connect to the strategy of the organization as well. It's about collaboration. It's considering multiple plans, multiple options, and really bringing to that consensus. It's figuring out through multiple insights what exactly is going to be best, not for my function, but best for the company. And finally, it is about transparency. The company has a better vision with a good executive SNOP process, and it's not operating in the dark. And it said it connects that strategy to the planning that helps the planning connect to the execution. It's not about just budget numbers. It's really about direction and vision. That's what we end up creating. Well, that's a wrap. I'm going to go put up some fest, put up my festivus poll and begin the airing of grievances. My name is Eric. You can find me at eric.ibf.org. That's eric at ibf.org. If you still want to get me something for Christmas, guess what? Like this. Email one of your colleagues this post. Find more people that can be part of this tribe as well uh, and be part of this community. And if you want to get something for yourself, think about an IBF membership. If you're already not an IBF membership, check out IBF at IBF.org. And also, one other thing you can do, go over to Arkiva, our sponsor, Arkiva, driving business transformation by solving what others cannot. Check out Arkiva. Give them a, a Christmas gift as well. Or give yourself a Christmas gift and get a hold of some good technology there as well. We are lapping up 2023, 2024. You're going to see me. I'm going to take a few weeks off. We'll be back in 2024. If you have anything you want to hear in 2024, let me know. Let me know of a topic you want to talk about, you want to hear a little bit more about. Email me, eric at ibf.org. Put it in the comments. Whatever you want to do, let me know some different topics you want me to dive into the next year. Because guess what? I'm coming back. And remember, during the holidays, please don't forget. Wash your hands.